0: Golden Deer Productions, Golden Deer, oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just, you forgot to enter. Whoa,
1: good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast, and this is a GDP Minute. Guys, I just had one half of a tuna salad wrap from Trader Joe's, and sometimes that can give you a little bit of that grain brain, so if this intro isn't super effective and to the point, it's because my brain is processing glucose right now and my insulin levels are spiked. That's how the science works. Anyway, guys, if you guys enjoy the podcast and enjoy the content, please share it with a friend. Making strides out here. The show is actually growing a lot numbers-wise. Um, you know, June was our biggest, honestly because I've been tracking it, but it was our biggest month numbers-wise ever. We had a couple of weeks where we had over 100,000 impressions. Um, you know, our SoundCloud listens Last week, we like 6,000. That's a lot for us. And honestly, it's because I'm tracking it and I'm paying attention to it and I'm trying to grow it. So anyway, um, please share it with a friend. It really means the world to me, guys. I really think we have the best show out right now. We have great interviews, great content. I'm giving you guys a window into what Hollywood is actually like coming from Boston and trying to stay true to my fucking roots. And you guys know my deal, man. I want to make another movie. I want to shake it up out here. And short term, I wanna throw another party. So I just actually came back from touring two spaces in the Hollywood Hills. Both a little too expensive. and um, But it's just it's inspiring getting up there because you realize what's possible. Anyway, guys, yesterday I had Jake the Shooter on the podcast and his last name is McKenna, I believe. And honestly, I really, really enjoyed it. I've never really interviewed that many people that are younger than me. Jake is 23. But his energy is contagious, man. Like, he came out here at 19, at 21 he started shooting big music videos, and now he's 23 and he's like legit. He's shooting all the big studio music videos for Universal, Sony, Interscope, stuff like that. And um, it's infectious being around someone who thinks that everything is possible. You know, like, I think along the grind you get beat down, ideology-wise, you think that like things aren't possible, but then you get around someone like that and you're like, damn, it's nice to be around someone who just wants to get stuff done. And he's a smart kid, man. Um, he shot videos for Addison Rae, Young M.A., Bankroll Hayden. A lot of artists and influencers that people younger than this audience would know. But really enjoyed the conversation. It's a little bit scattered. My brain's been a little bit scattered. I'm trying to focus up. But anyway, hope you guys enjoyed. This is Jake the Shooter. And shoot me a follow on Instagram at Hallway. I'll love
0: golden Deer productions golden Deer oh oh wait was that not it enter. just you forgot to enter
1: three two one boom we're caught in the simulation and before i introduce our guest on my right camera left who else is in the building wait i don't want to start with you today i'd like to start with who's engineering the episode
0: hey what's up i'm armand i'm engineering the episode yeah. you're a great guy armand what's good it's luke writer producer of the extended golden deer family been away for a couple weeks good to be back see and that's why i'm excited to have our guest
1: on today because we've just been doing a lot of like the narrative world directors and producers and yo honestly like i think it's more glamorous now to to shoot music videos truthfully do you
2: do you agree i don't know i'm not super tapped into the narrative world but there's it's like two different worlds
1: is that something you want to get into eventually you think
2: maybe right now i'm just loving the music videos when i went to film school i hated the boom and like the dialogue and all that like i just wanted to be like let's just shoot this quick move on
1: i'm with you on that (laughs) yeah holy shit i just
2: like shooting shit moving on
1: Bro, you got to be like, no offense, look, you got to be the most boring dude of all time to like shoot movies. <laughs> it's so slow, so calculated. There's very little creativity on set, I feel. Were you doing that in film school? Were you shooting like short films? And... Yep. Yeah.
2: yeah, that exactly. And I hated it. And so, I would tell the teachers like, I don't want to do this. I want to do music videos. And they would all look at me like, I'm crazy.
1: They're like, you're never going to make it, son.
2: They're like, there's no money in music videos. You said watch this motherfucker. Fuck you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have Jake the shooter on my right camera left. Thank you for coming in.
2: Thanks for having me, bro. Appreciate it. For sure. It.
1: Um, yeah, so I think initially I since I had, I had known Tilly, Tilly was just saying like who his crew was with out here. And then I had seen some of your videos and I was like damn, it seemed like things like accelerated super quick for you. But then before this episode, I went to your whole YouTube channel and bro, you've been putting out videos forever. Yep. Like, you still rip that longboard? <laughs>
2: Dude. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Dude. I can, rip, I can still rip down ahead. I was going to say, the Hollywood Hills
1: is probably a pretty, like, scary place to I do it. I need to
2: get a new board and just start going back at it. But, yeah, I used to rip it hard. But, yeah, I've known Tilly forever. That's my brother.
1: And, and so is that how you started? You just were putting up edits or?
2: Started with skateboarding, yeah. Then I started filming, like, artists at concerts just because I was good at filming and editing. And then I was like, I like music a lot. Maybe I should just keep. Staying down the music video, like just video music route. So that's what I did.
1: But like back then, were you like filming on a GoPro, putting in a Final Cut, iMovie? I would film on a For, GoPro. Like, what was your first vid?
2: Film on a GoPro, put it in Windows Live Movie Maker. Oh yeah, that was probably like 14, and then put it on YouTube. Me skateboarding, send it to like skateboarding companies to try to get sponsors. And it was working out. I actually got, like, a few sponsors. They'd friend send me equipment, pay me to use their equipment. And then I realized I was probably better at making the videos than I was at skateboarding.
1: Were you solid on the skateboard, though? I was solid. Were you?
2: They could go watch the videos, they
1: know. <laughs> I I did watch the videos. But but what I'm speaking of specifically is on his channel, it's not skateboarding. It's, like, high-speed downhill longboarding. Yeah, that's what like it, was. it was. Like, looking like speed longboard. racer.
2: Most people don't know what longboarding is. That's why I just... Say skateboarding, Skateboarding. but yeah, it's downhill longboarding, like Uh, sliding around turns and all that.
1: Out here, for sure, people know what longboarding is. I know, I
2: know, no, I know. But back in the East Coast, I feel like it was like a foreign thing. People be like, "Oh, you're just skateboarding all the time," and I'd just be like, "Yeah, it's skateboarding, whatever."
1: How high could you get speed wise on that longboard?
2: Fast I went was probably like sixty five. I was cooking, bro. It's yeah. If I fell, I was going but down bad.
1: I know you had pads on, and these were organized races. Just
2: sometimes, just helmet.
1: What was, like, the go-to skate park in Massachusetts growing up? I know Cambridge had, a, like, a poppin' one.
2: I'm not sure. Beverly. There was a good park in Beverly, I remember. But we would find the hills because we were longboarding. Mm-hmm. So we had some good spots around town.
1: I'm trying to think near you. Like, what hills are there? Like, like are you far from Neshoba Valley? Yeah. That's a hike, right? Yeah, that's pretty far. Wait, would you snowboard?
2: Yeah, I'd snowboard. Neshoba, Santa the, Yeah, we would go to Neshoba. Where would I go a lot, though? one place i forget what it's called pat's peak You ever been there no is that new hampshire i think so familiar no no, no. that's where i used to go Pat's peak. i wasn't a big snowboarder though i probably went like five times loon you ever been to loon i have okay. waterville
1: loon been up yep. there I, yeah dude I, I sometimes think now like being out here and like being an adult i'm like you know how did we pass the time growing up like after school You know what I'm saying? Like, it was so... Like, was it boring? I don't even remember. Did you play sports? I wasn't very good, man, to be honest with you. (laughs) I'm bigger than trampoline. Okay. Do you have a trampoline? Yeah. Okay, trampoline was always, like, a good time.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. My brother's a big trampoline guy. Is he?
1: Mm -hmm. Younger?
2: Yep. Jared.
1: Flips? Yep. Shout out to Jared. (laughs) Beast. (laughs) Does Does he ever come out here? He lives here now. Oh, does he? Yeah. Is he he like... works
2: in the music space, music marketing, NFT stuff.
1: Nice. And is he following the same thing you're doing? Like,
2: yeah, similar path. Yeah, he dropped out of college like six months ago. Really? He just grinding.
1: So did you? Did you finish LA film school? I Sport? dropped out too. How soon?
2: A year and a half. I got my associates. Okay. I was supposed to get my bachelor's though, so that's why I say I dropped out.
1: And so, what was that conversation like with your parents?
2: Uh with me, it was just like it's kind of like my way or the highway. They were just like, yo, if you do that, like, you're on your own. That's it. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, I figured that's how it was going to be. Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I'm sure they, like, trusted you, right?
2: Yeah, and they, they saw, like, you know, what I was doing and how shit was going. So, I think they believed in it.
1: What gave you the inkling, like, what gave you the the confidence to be like, all right, like, I think I could do this? Did you, like, was there a check you got? Was there one video?
2: Oh, I mean, when we did that LeRae canceled video with like Addison Rae and all the TikTokers in it, that one like changed my life completely. Because before that I was doing like run and gun, I'll pull up with a Sony, shoot your music video for $500. And then that one was like a $30,000 video that like got a hundred million views that the whole internet saw. And like everyone was just in my emails after that, trying to get a video.
1: And you were still in school?
2: No, I dropped out probably like a month before this. So I dropped out and then this just took off the next week we did Dixie D'Amelio Wiz Khalifa video and then that one went crazy did like 30 million views it was just like a snowball effect
1: and so like you like called your parents up you're like yo (laughs) (laughs) what
2: now (laughs) yeah no they were happy they were excited
1: so were those videos more calculated for you you were writing treatments out shot lists out
2: yep that's how every video is usually Yeah, yeah
1: explain your process please
2: yeah so um Someone will send me a song. It, it varies with everyone because some people are very um, visual when it comes to their songs. Like they know exactly what they want for the video. And then there's other people that have no idea. But I'll usually either take their some of their ideas or just generate my own. And then, like every 20 to 30 seconds in the video, you'll see something new. And I basically jot it out by like parts in the song.
1: I saw that with the Bankroll Hayden video. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, I was going to say you introduced, like, a new scene inside a locker room, probably, like, 30 seconds in, a minute in.
2: Yep. Right? And I try. then the
1: flamethrower.
2: Yep. And most of the time, I try not to bring scenes back. So we'll show them for a minute or, like, 30 seconds, and then we'll move into something that, like, continues the story or or just something in the video.
1: Now, is there something, like, right now you think that your videos... That's like a Jake the Shooter video, like something you do that other music video directors don't. Like, I remember when, um, when Cole Bennett was coming up, I remember he did all the squiggly animations. Like, that was kind of his thing. Do you think you have something like that right now?
2: I feel like I'm still finding it low-key. Um, but I think, like, our strongest, our strongest ability right now is, like, storytelling. Just, like, because a lot of people are putting music videos out right now are just kind of random, look cool, whatever. A lot of ours, like, actually tell, like, real stories. Now, were you a movie guy growing up? I always loved going to the movies. Like, when I was a kid, I, I never really realized it, but I would lo- I would get so excited to go, but I never really remembered getting so excited until, like, now. Like, but what? Yeah.
1: Like, give me a flashback.
2: Like, I would go. I, my grandfather would take me probably every Christmas Eve, like, the morning of, while my parents were, like, getting ready for the party that night. He would take me every Christmas Eve, and I'd be, like, every morning i wake up, like, Fuck yeah, we're going to the movies today.
1: Let's well, go. Give me a movie. Like, what were you watching?
2: Honestly, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I have no idea what we are watching. You know favorite? Whatever, whatever. Up? I mean, I'm trying to think, like, what I was seeing then. I was so young. I was, like, 12, 13. I'm trying to think. So, Luke, you were, like, 40 when he was 12 or 13.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Inception, bro. That was a big movie for you.
2: Inception? Yeah, yeah. Was that, was I've that... seen that, but I was probably still right. young then. 2012? So 10 years ago. Um, what was 13? that rated then? Probably PG, R. PG-13. PG-13? Inception was 2010?
1: Yeah. So what was Nolan's in 2013? Uh, uh, Dark, Interstellar. Dark
0: Rises? Interstellar. Oh,
2: Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. For sure saw okay. that. You were into that? Yeah. I like Marvel movies
1: a lot. I do too. All these dudes hate on Marvel. It's insane. Really? Bro, like, have you seen the effects in a Marvel movie?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't love all of them. Like, Doctor Strange I saw just, like, out of context, and I hated that shit. But, like, Iron Man, come on. You can't go wrong with a nice Iron Man. You hated Doctor Strange? As a yeah. director,
1: do you not see how fucking hard that shit no, is? No, I know. The
2: effects are crazy and everything, but... in the story and to build-off the characters. Like, the Marvel hate in this... Well, because I didn't fully understand all the Marvel characters, you know? Like, when you watch that movie, they bring in a new character and everyone's like, oh, and I'm like, who the fuck is this? I don't even know what that is because I didn't watch the movie before it. So that's honestly on me. I gotta watch all those sorry i apologize
1: no. um okay so when did you like first feel like all right maybe i want to like shoot music videos it was, so you weren't like a diehard movie fan were you seeing like other people shooting music videos at the time were you just a big rap fan
2: oh yeah i was a big rap fan and i was filming concerts and i think i slowly started to realize like my bad for pausing you guys do you
0: have a green tesla
2: i have a blue tesla
1: yeah yeah but
0: uh was it was
1: it a blue Tesla? It was like the green
0: one. Yes. The guy whose parking spot that is is he
1: okay? making a big deal. Okay, so we'll move it. No problem. Okay, should so I tell me to come out and move it? Yeah, we just oh. got to move the car real quick.
2: No problem. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> we'll respond <to> this later.
1: <laughs> respond. Respond. Thank you for I being a think... good support about that. I appreciate. Yeah, that. no problem,
2: bro. I think the question you asked me was, when did I realize I wanted to do music videos instead of just? Yeah. I think I was. I started just running around with a bunch of artists. Like, you know, Rapta from Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, so mainly this, is, this within, is on the East Coast. Yeah, this is on the East Coast. So I'm probably like 16, 17. I'm shooting like everything I can from music videos to like artist vlogs, artist concerts. Just like pretty much anything I could shoot revolving artists, I would do it. Um, and I did that for a while, probably like three years. Like even when I moved to LA, I still did it. Did it for Bia for a while. Behind-the-scenes content. Yeah, just anything with a camera. And then I started to realize, like, I think it's I, think I'd, I have a lot more passion in, like, just making, like, a music video. Just one piece of art. Show up to the shoot for 12 hours. Go home. Sleep. Because some of these, like, vlogs and stuff, I was running around for, like, days with a camera. Just filming everything. Like, and it was just, like, a lot. So then I started doing the music videos. Realized, like, that's what I really like to do. And then just went at that full full head of steam
1: where were you shooting shows in boston
2: paradise rock club like in lowell um pretty much any venue i could sneak into i would just go there be like yeah i'm here to shoot photos and just like finesse getting in
1: lowell do you remember the um i think it was was a juice world ski master slump god show were you there
2: for that i wasn't there for that but i know exactly what you're talking about okay huge show the yeah. same guy that threw that show, Jason, my boy, he threw a bunch of other shows that I went to.
1: Okay, so you're doing the Middle East, like Brighton Music Middle East, Hall. yeah,
2: Brighton Music Hall, all that.
1: And so back then, also you are doing vlogs though too, yeah?
2: Yeah, yeah, so I was filming vlogs for my YouTube channel.
1: But I'm. it wasn't just like cinematic B-roll, like you were like, a, you wanted to be a personality at one point.
2: Yeah, 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 no, I was like vlogging like Jake Paul, holding the camera up, just kind of documenting my life, hoping that it would go crazy.
1: See, it's interesting, like, I'm only three years older than you, but it seems like probably at that age, like 23, 24, even Armand's age, it seems like a lot more kids were interested in becoming vloggers. There's, like, a, there's a distinct cutoff. Like, yeah. no one Luke's age would ever think of doing some shit like that.
2: Yeah, it was just, like, a a moment in time where, like, Casey Neistat posted a vlog and then everyone on YouTube was just posting their day every day on YouTube.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Casey is an incredible filmmaker.
2: Crazy. Yeah, crazy good.
1: Transitions. He would always have like the, the slow push ins. Um, anyway, um, okay, so you're filming all the behind the scenes stuff in Boston, and then you tell your parents you're 18. Like, I think I want to go to LA Film School, kind of.
2: Yeah, well, I really didn't want to go to college at all. I, like, school was never for me. Like, opening books. Like, I haven't picked up a pen in like four years. Like, I'm with writing, that, just like, I can't do any of that. Um, so they were like, I mean, you should go to film school cause that's obviously what you're best at was filming. And by senior year, I kind of knew, like I quit all sports just to do filming. Cause I knew like I had something, mm-hmm. um, and they were like, if you go to LA film school, like we'll pay for your room for the year to sleep. Like you'll have a room. It's like, okay, sure. I'll go.
1: What do your parents
2: do? Uh, my dad works for a tech company. It's called analog devices and my mom works for the Wakefield Gas and Light department.
1: Okay. So your dad is a corporate? Yeah. So growing up did you know like I do not want to do this shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that.
2: exactly. Like I, he would come home every day and be like, "Yeah, you know it's a lot funner when you could own your own company and do stuff for yourself instead of working for a company." I'm Just sure you had, I'm you sure they that. have
1: some sort of entrepreneurial like some sort of drive cuz I think it's somewhat genetic.
2: Oh, 100%. Yeah, when I was like 13 years old remember those hoverboards that everyone was riding we made like a cover protector for them we were selling them on ebay like crazy really and this was like before i was even filming this was like right when i was starting uh, the protector covered the wheel yeah like the wheel wells because like when you ride it if you would fall or whatever they would always like roll and then it would scratch the whole like top part so we would literally just go buy like a car vinyl wrap and just put it on there whose idea was this I think it was my dad's idea and so, so you
1: two did it together
2: yeah and my li- my brother jared but i was also like filming videos with him and like helping like market it
1: hoverboards i forgot about those <laughs> i did too honestly those are until big... you
2: brought up the entre- entrepreneur like background
1: has that been um tough for you to acquire out here like a business sense or is it, have did it come to you quick how to it make came pretty money, quick. how to pitch the studios. And...
2: Yeah, it, it came pretty quick. I mean, it was, a, it was a slow and steady rise, like you said. Like you said, I've been posting for a while. You saw, so yeah, it was slow and steady, but I just paid attention to the people that were winning around me because I would always be doing behind the scenes on the big music video sets. So, you know, I'm there for 12 hours. All I can do is film and talk to people. And that's what I did. I just pay attention, watch everyone, how they operate. I don't know if you know Edgar Esteves. He did like a bunch of the major music videos he kind of helped mentor me and just show me how shit goes
1: was it tough like what's the hardest thing directing wise like skill what has been the hardest thing to acquire i mean i saw some behind the scenes seems like you have a good hold on your set and like you lead people pretty well and energize the set well
2: yeah i'd say the hardest part is when you have to work with talent that you're not i guess normally used to working with like i had to direct a classroom of 30 kids that were like 10 so, like, waking up that morning, you're like, oh, I got a hurdle this morning at this first shot. Because, like, you know, most of the time when you're working with a music video, it's just the artist, maybe, like, a girl extra or, like, a few extras. But it's never, like, a classroom of 30 kids or, like, something specific like that. But, yeah.
1: I I mean almost, like, intangible skill-wise. Like, um, for me, like when I directed my movie, I realized that I had to like, I had to understand how to be way more clear with my communication. Is there anything specific like that, that you've had to develop Onset discipline, like communicating with the producer, communicating with the editor?
2: Yeah. I mean, I am the producer and the editor for most of them. So I would say, I mean, time is always tough.
1: Time management.
2: Time management is huge. Cause like, I'm the director wanting to get all these shots, but then I'm also the producer in the back of my head saying, like, you got, like, time for, like, two more shots. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough question. Do you
1: storyboard everything? Or just shot list?
2: Uh, no, I mean, um, like, I'll break the song 20 seconds, and I'll write, like, a paragraph of what you're going to see in that each 20 seconds. And then I use each paragraph and basically make, like, a visual board per paragraph. So you'll get about like eight slides where each one is like kind of like a visual of what it's going to be. But it's not like an exact storyboard. I don't like draw it or anything.
1: What software do you use for the visual board?
2: I use Photoshop. So I'll do like each individual slide in Photoshop and then I drop it in a keynote and like string it all together.
1: And so in the visual board specifically, are you just grabbing like a stock image from online of what you think it might look like?
2: Yeah, a bunch of stock
1: images. Are you familiar with Studio Binder? Do you know what that
2: is? Yeah, yeah, I use Studio Binder a lot. Like my DP, Grant Desik, he makes all our shot lists because he's the DP. He uses Studio Binder for all that. And what about um, Luke? What's the name of that site that's a visual reference? Has- I know what you're talking. Shot about. Deck. Yeah. Shot Deck. Yeah, we use, use Shot Deck. Check. Yeah. My brother has a subscription there. I'll find references from there all the time. I thought it was free. I think it's a subscription if you want like HD. Oh, shit. <laughs>
1: that real deal. <laughs> yeah, that real oh, deal. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, we use ShotDeck a lot for um, just like color reference is good. Mm-hmm. And, our, and so you're sending all the color off too?
2: Mm-hmm. We use Company 3. They're like the best in the game. This dude do Brian Smaller. He's the GOAT. He Brian does like Smock. Justin Bieber, Kid Leroy, like all the, the biggest videos.
1: And how does that pass normally work with you? You send it off, you get like four rounds of edits? or?
2: No, we send it to him. He has like a full team of people. They have a big office in Santa Monica. And then sometimes we'll go there, sit in a big room. They got like ten screens, snacks, drinks, and he just asks us, you know, what's the vibe, what's the look we're going for. We kind of describe like how we shot it, what we were thinking, and then he just does his magic. We usually try not to tell him too much because like he's you been give doing him it. Some space. Yeah, to he's know. been doing it. He's like thirty something. He's been doing this for a while, like twelve years. He's worked for Company Three.
1: And they do the VFX as well.
2: No, I have a different guy, his name's Lucas, LucasRFX, he oh, does all a my one, VFX.
1: A one-man team.
2: One-man team. Well, he has a few people that he outsources to, but I, it's mainly him. He's so, a young kid like my age too.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Hustler.
2: Hustler, yeah. If you ever need VFX for your movies, you should talk to him. He's have, crazy. Have you
1: seen the VFX in my movie? I haven't. They're I crazy. got the Puerto Rican Assassins on my stuff. They're crazy? I was going to introduce you to the Puerto Rican Assassins. I need to meet man. him.
2: I need to meet him. You got to meet our guy Lucas, though. I think you'd be impressed. Okay, well. Yeah, he's far
1: nice um so what was that like the first time you got a check from a, a label Were you like yo what the fuck like what do i do with this
2: <laughs> yeah somewhat i mean i I was stacking bread like i didn't have a i had a i shipped my old car from boston out here when i moved out here and it kept breaking down so what i just it? got rid of it it was like an old range rover like a 2008 range rover i bought in high school i thought i was hot shit because i had a range rover i would too um yeah, but sold it. Went like a year without a car. It was just like, if I had a shoot, I would walk down the hill and rent this uh, Honda Civic, like super shitty. It was like on the side of the road and you could just unlock it with the app. Yeah, fuck the, the Honda called... Civic. If
1: you drive one of those, you're a bitch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it was like an old ass one, bro. Like this thing had like 200,000 miles. Someone was just renting it out to get like 20 bucks a day. Really? Drove that for a while and then just saved up to get a nice car.
1: So the studio check.
2: What'd I do with it? No, like what was it like
1: like receiving that? It's like your first big check.
2: Yeah, I mean it was crazy. Like they just started coming in so fast. And then I was like, I mean, let's be smart with the money. We bought a camera that we can rent to ourselves and other productions. Nice. We bought a full lighting setup. You know, I bought flats. I would just use a lot of the money and just put it back in the business. That way we can just grow it to what we want it to be.
1: That's the responsible thing to say. Yeah. Jake. But like what I mean were... I also bought a car and okay. wrapped
2: it Teal, so like I didn't make great financial decisions. but the, I'm but. sure that
1: wasn't after the first big check. I mean, like, dude, you're sitting at home, that wire hits from like Sony or whoever you shoot the music video for. Like, what is going on in your brain, brother?
2: Honestly, I, I mean, I feel like a lot of times were you we just would, numb
1: to it, like, uh,
2: no, I feel like I would always, um, when we get like not big checks, but like checks. We usually like think back to like when we were kids, like, what do we want to buy? And then we'll like go to like a sporting goods store and buy like airsoft guns or like BB guns and just be like, <laughs> like, like I'm telling you, like I have a dirt, but I have so much stuff in my house. Like, we just buy. Cause like we, I wanted it at one point and now like I can get it if I want it. So it's like, why not just go get it?
1: Now was your idea the house in the hills or was that collective?
2: It was a collective decision. I used to have an apartment in downtown Tilly Raptor, the whole gang would just come and stay with me for like months at a time. And then they were all ready to move out here. We were like, we should just get a house in the hills, you know, have a big collective. We can have people through all the time, and we've been there for three years now.
1: Energy wise, like, what does that do for you? Like, actually being in that part of town, are you inspired or?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a lot. Like, the nightlife kind of like takes over in a way, because like that's we're on Sunset, so that's like mainly where the nightlife is. But yeah, I mean, anyone that's in the area it's always like a quick text to just drive up the hill and come by. I
1: just mean like, so I live in Culver city right now mm-hmm. when I've been, been to your crib, like there is something about being in the hills. That's like super inspiring. You're like, Oh yeah, I'm around uh, like tons of ambitious people.
2: Yep. No, definitely. Does that
1: shallow of me to say, or does that make sense?
2: No, for sure. Dude. No, that's real. That's how it is for sure. I mean, and we just rent the house. It's not like we own it so we're all still hungry that bro no i mean we <laughs> want to buy it you know next year maybe we'll be making an offer on the crib that's or, how we want to get to you know
1: i'm sure that was a pretty easy pitch for your girlfriend like yo well did you know her before the crib
2: yeah i've known her for a while okay. she doesn't live with me either
1: okay i was gonna say
2: pretty easy way to get
1: a girlfriend like yeah i got a house in the hollywood <laughs> got, a, got a green tesla or light blue tesla
2: <laughs> yeah i mean that's an easy pitch right there
1: the view is immaculate
2: immaculate view you got to see my brother's house you got to go there he's got a better view the
1: younger bro yep jared
2: he lives in beverly hills damn what's your last name mckenna
1: mckenna boys are drinking something different man (laughs) These boys are active at a young age
2: bro i remember when we were like i was 13 my brother was 11 we both longboarded like heavy like you saw in the videos and i remember like both of us just had this mind state of like whatever we're obsessed with we're going to be the best at and like no one's gonna Come close to that, and now we've both just kind of figured out like what we really want to do. So now it's just like sky's the limit. We're just gonna go so hard.
1: So are you the type that can only focus on one thing? Yeah,
2: me too. I mean, not even focus on one thing. I'm just like overly obsessive over like the things that I love to do, and making videos is that thing.
1: Are you a details guy? Are you obsessed with details? Somewhat. That's I always, one reason why, dude, like I cannot, like directing, I, I'll produce another movie, but directing narrative, you have to be obsessive over my new details. Good. Would you concur? 100%,
0: dude. Yeah.
1: You got to love that. After my process, I was like, yo, not for me, brother.
2: <laughs> I feel you. I know, I was, I was definitely like obsessive with details at first, too, and then I learned to just like stray away from them just because. Sometimes I can't get everything I want. Like, every time I'd come home from a shoot, and I'd be like, fuck, I wish we got this. Like, if we had just got this one thing, this shit would have been a complete masterpiece. How do like, you
1: vet yourself in the edit? Like, what's that mean? Like, it's so easy to cop and edit. You could be looking at it for, like, three weeks, right? Sometimes I do. So how do you just let, let go at a certain point? Like, all right, this just has to be put out.
2: Um... A lot of times, I'll just get sick of it. Like, I've been doing a lot of videos with Bankroll Hayden. Love that fucking kid. And he'll come over and just, like, rip it apart. Pick shots that I'm like, dude, we're not using the shots. Out of focus. And he's like, nah, I like the way I look. Like, Suaco too, same way. So, like, I learned to just, like, deal with it sometimes. You know? Sometimes the video isn't all for me. It's for someone else. And we do so many of them. It's like, I can't hold on to, like, this one shot or, like... I gotta just go with the flow.
1: But that's, you had to acquire that over time.
2: Over time, definitely, yeah. Cause I would get pissed. I would be like, yo, I want it to look this way. And they would be like, no, I want it to look this way. And we'd have to come to a compromise agreement. But
1: is there anything like visually right now you wanna try out with some of your videos?
2: Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of it just requires getting the budget. But I mean, we're in with like Interscope, Atlantic, all these big labels now. And, and they're sending us stuff to pitch on every day. So. Once we lock in more of those, I'll, I'll be able to try more stuff.
1: What does that mean, stuff to pitch on? They have an artist, they have an idea, they, want, they see if they you want to shoot it. They have it. an
2: artist, they have a song, and they have a budget. And they sometimes have like a brief idea, and they'll send it to me, and then I have to elaborate and send them like a real deck to like pitch on the video. So
1: how did you develop that relationship in the first place? Was it just after the Addison Rae video?
2: Yeah. So after that, did that uh, Wiz Khalifa one. And then I think Suaco Arizona Service video was the first one we did with Atlantic Records. And they loved us. Um, And then they started just letting us do all their clients. They introduced me to Bankroll. And now we're working with him a lot. Um, They sent me some more we were working on. So, yeah, it was just like one video.
1: How did that first video come about?
2: I got a call from this dude, Travis, at uh, 10K Projects. And he was like, hey, we have this uh, TikToker, his name's LaRay, he wants to shoot his diss track, run and gun music video, Dixie is going to be in the video, they want to like rent a Tesla and just go shoot for the day. I was like, cool, yeah, let me get on the phone with LaRay and like hear his vision for it. They said the budget was like 5k. And then I got on the phone with him and he was like, I really want to rent a school and like do this big video and like my friend Addison and like... James Charles and like Noah Beck and all these people Bryce Hall they'll all be in the video I was like all right well this is a lot more than what they had just briefed me on they said they wanted you to do a running gun and he was like no I mean we have the budget like let's go crazy like I think this could be like a big moment and I was all for it because I had heard the song prior just from like tiktokers leaking it it being all over tiktok And once he told me that we could do like a big budget video, I just wrote a crazy treatment, you know, intertwining all these artists and TikTokers. He came over, we chopped it up more. I called up Edgar. Once they told me that we had like 30 something K to work with, I was like, yo, can you executive produce this video? Because at the time, I didn't really have a crew. I just had like me, Grant, my friend Chase, and like the people that were just helping me shoot videos. So he put like a big crew together, got us a big lighting truck. An Alexa Mini LF Steady Cam, all that rented us the school, and that's where I kind of learned like how production worked and like how we could do the shit every day. How a big production works? Yeah, how a big production works, rather than just me and a camera.
1: I'm sure it's a there's a huge benefit though to being run and gun for so long. You understand the importance of like shooting stuff quick, getting it. Definitely, you, you've don't. carried that over.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. I still shoot like iPhone videos or like quick run and gun videos like now, so. It's it's definitely like a weight off your shoulders when you have a big crew. Because you get there, snacks and drinks, lighting's all getting set up. All you got to do is really like focus on the vision and like what you're meant to focus on when you're there.
1: And making sure the talent's happy. Yeah, literally. That's kind of the producer's job though. Yeah. How, how long did it take you to develop trust in your team?
2: Shit, I mean the first, the first three big videos we did, I would wake up in the morning and throw up because i was so nervous because like if like one thing actual goes, actually throw up yeah actually throw up like project like just bombs. dry heave whatever the fuck i had in my stomach from the night before well jake dry heaves not actual throw no like i was fucking throwing up for sure so we like dry or no up? i was throwing up i <laughs> was throwing up. like like stomach acid like everything just throwing up
1: okay just because yep. i was nervous by the way bro that's nasty we continue
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah bro i mean shit i was so nervous like because if one thing fucks up, like, this is a 30000 40000 Some of them are, like, $60,000 days. Like, one thing fucks up or, like, we lose the memory card at the end of the day. Who's paying for that now? For like, a reshoot or whatever. And, like, I, you know, I just didn't know what I was doing. Because, like, I'm just this young kid that moved to L.A. That shoots videos on his camera. And now I have, like, a 20-person crew behind me. It was just, like, eye-opening.
1: What are you 21 at that time?
2: 21, yeah
1: that's such invaluable experience bro like to be thrown in the wolf pit at literally 21. just thrown in and say do it get it done get it done and you did and i just did yeah do you think you have more confidence now on set
2: definitely yeah for sure now i'm starting to like mature figure out what really works what doesn't work you know we we have a great idea of like our crew and who works best and now it's just like keep running how do you keep your ego in check Shit, I don't know. The people around me. They'll tell me, like, yo, you gotta chill, bro. <laughs> no, I care about what the people around me think, so that's probably the most important. Your guys. Yeah, my guys.
1: That's always been my biggest problem. Ego. Ego? <laughs> oh yeah. Dude. I just I, I just always had one. I try to keep <laughs> it in check, bro. But I'm in a, but I also think in doing what you're doing, you need it a little bit. Like Definitely. I'm sure there's some times where you step on set, you're like, yo, I'm the fucking guy today.
2: No, I mean, yeah, I guess. You don't
1: have to deny it, man. I mean, I I
2: just hate being that guy because, like, I don't want to ever, like, belittle people around me, you know? Like, every single person that's on that set, whether you're a production assistant or the director, like, everyone plays a part in the vision. So, like, I've kind of just learned that. And, like, sometimes it sucks because, like, these people got to do shitty jobs, you know? Like, we're finished a set. We're on to the next scene. I'm focused on that scene, but I look over and I see people, you know, picking shit up. yeah. Yeah, just... Cleaning up, like sweeping the floors, is doing gross shit. So like if they didn't do that, we would literally wouldn't be able to do this video. So that's how I look at it. Like everyone's there all to achieve the same goal.
1: Bring it back though. You can still be good to your team, but have an ego.
2: You understand <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? I know what you're saying.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying if I was in your position, like twenty three, shooting huge music videos, like I I just came from Mass, I'm out in Hollywood, I got a crib in the hills, like I'd be walking around like, yo, I really am that fucking guy. <laughs> like, yo, don't speak to me. <laughs>
2: you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I see what you're, what you're saying. I just, I try not to be that guy. Because I feel like that's just where bad things start to happen, mm-hmm. you know? Like, all the energy you put out, you get back. And, like, if if I'm walking around big dick energy. Boy, you feel it life.
1: inside. You just don't want to hold it in. You know <laughs> what I'm saying, brother?
2: <laughs> I feel you. Maybe, like, if I buy a crib. Then I'll have the ego okay. just let out.
1: Well, you got to get a bigger crib than your brother, Jared.
2: Definitely. I got to own that shit. That's a fact. Then he could pay me rent.
1: Is he paying rent up there? Yeah. Okay.
2: We're renters right now. Renters. Give it a year. I'll be back on this podcast. We'll both we'll both be owners. Maybe
1: we'll be roommates. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you, got spa- you got space in the garage, man? Yeah, bro.
2: You want to live on the podcast?
1: That'd be great, man. <laughs> uh, okay, so how do you set goals right now? I think when I was 23 that was like i've gotten a lot better at that that was my biggest thing like setting clear attainable goals how do you do it
2: new year comes around i usually always try to write stuff down that i want to achieve just once a year yeah but i also don't really pay attention to the numbers or anything like that like i'll write down like i want to do 15 videos and i'm super proud of this year don't matter if none, no one knows any of those artists, you know, as long as I do 15 videos and I'm super happy about, and it's more than 15. Usually we do like probably like 50 in a year, but as long as we do 50 dope videos, I'm going to be satisfied. And there's other things I wrote down this year. Like aside from music, I want to grow shooter co into like a show music production company. So like we do live shows, we do interviews, we do like a bunch of stuff that all revolves around music. Um, so stuff like that like I just want to achieve it
1: and do you like frequently go back to the list and check on the goals or
2: definitely yeah it's always just tough cause like the music video stuff is just so much work it's really hard to like pay any mind into anything else it's like I, I just gotta get better at fo- like only taking on stuff that I really wanna take on for the music videos and then dabbling into the other stuff that I talk about doing
1: so what do you shoot like two or three a month or
2: yeah Say two or three a month, sometimes five, sometimes four. It really depends. Some months we'll just go crazy and just shoot like eight just to knock them out. Will, you, it really still, depends.
1: will you still do uh, a run and gun shoot if someone wants one? Or do you Depend. only want to do big production?
2: I really only want to do big productions, but if someone's like, I got some money to do a quick run and gun and I like them or I like the song, I'll do it.
1: And is it all, it's all rap mostly?
2: I... Yeah, I mean, we do all types of stuff. I think I'm writing on a country video right now. I'm going to dive into some country stuff. Nice. Scene. Yeah.
1: What's the concept for that video?
2: Shit, I don't know. I haven't even wrote it yet. Really? But I'm going to come up with something cool. Try to tie in like some rap type shots into the country scene. Make it a little fresh. Nice. Cuz I've never I don't I don't like country. I'm Nor writing, do I. I've never even watched a country music video before.
1: You weren't you weren't one of those dudes in Massachusetts who would always go to the Xfinity Center growing up? No. I
2: don't never I, even been to the Xfinity Center. You know how it was a big deal though. Of course, right? yeah. Outside venue.
0: Were you into that, Luke? <laughs> Not at all, dude, but I know the type. You're aware. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, so is it important for you at all to like work with East Coast artists or artists from our area?
2: Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, I mean, B is probably the biggest artist from Boston right now. Killing that's it. coming up. And I met her when she had 100K. I just moved to LA. Someone's like, oh, you got to meet this girl from Boston too. And I feel like when I work with Boston artists, it's like a different connection. We just get each other. I feel like all Boston people just kind of get each other. And I hang out with a lot of people that are from Boston out here.
1: All your roommates are, right?
2: All my roommates are b's whole team is, Roki. a bunch of artists that I work with.
1: What's it feel like when you go home?
2: It's a good breather back to reality
1: <laughs> out of the circus for out a of little the bit
2: circus i call this place the boxing ring the bo- come
1: out of the ring you know what i call it what do you call the it? snake pit
2: the snake pit <laughs> i mean yeah that's what it could be called too bro yeah no i like to go home we just got a new house on manchester by the sea relax spend time with my mom dad brother have you ever Hang seen out. that
1: film which one manchester by the sea no
2: you haven't i haven't seen it bro it's what? crazy. We just moved there. I
1: It's not it. crazy. It's like literally the most depressing film of all time.
0: Fuck, I don't know if I can watch that. You probably liked it, Luke. Oh, dude, it's a great movie. It's a heartbreaker, though. <laughs> it is. There's Casey a... Affleck won Best Actor for it. Damn. It,
1: it's like one of those Boston movies that, like, no one, it, since it's new, no one really talks about it, but it, it's impeccable. And it's okay. about the place your family lives. Okay. Then I should watch it. Well, you know what those sea towns are like, like in the off season? Dark. Gets heavy, oh, you know what, dude, so are you kind of your Essex mess? yeah, do you know what the Hammond castle is?
2: I've heard of it, yeah,
1: that's where I want to shoot our next film,
2: okay, far, I want to shoot more videos in the East Coast, honestly, really, my whole crew and everyone is here, so it's pretty tough because I have so many resources out here, but when you go back there, like there's stuff you can find that's like just different, you know you don't see it anywhere else, hmm I mean, and, like most most big productions shoot in the east coast like i know zendaya has been in boston for like two months right now shooting
1: tv shows and film because yeah. of the tax credit
2: okay but i mean i could see music videos going crazy there
1: i could help you out brother
2: be, be easy sick. boom little collab
1: no be sick is like a massive um boston or massachusetts music like collab like seven or eight artists on like a tape no one song you remember when oh, like missy ellie did like what was it touch it
2: yeah, like Work. Remember Work? Put it in Work. It yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. All ASAP. Like, so many people were in that. Yeah. Imagine if
1: Matthews had one song. You shot the song? video.
2: That'd be crazy.
1: That'd be dope. That'd be
2: a vibe. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Like, Joiner Lucas, Bia, Millie's, Raptor, Stiz. Rokie. Rokie. That'd be hard. Yeah, I told you. I hard. like Roki's music. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Roki's Far. Bouvet, Lil Rich, all those dudes.
1: So... Your first couple years, your first year out here, you're just shooting behind the scenes stuff. You're going to school. Did did you prioritize meeting people right away? Like, were you like actively, or was it organic?
2: Yeah, I mean, I met uh, Grant Desig and Chase Moran, two people that have been on my team forever the first day of film school. Really? They saw I had a Lorenzo water bottle, which is where I lived. And they were like, yo, we live there too. They're like, we're about to get on the train and go back. I'm like, yo, I got a car. I'll give you guys a ride. Come with me. And we just linked. We all we all clicked. But yeah, I would always go out. Someone said they were going somewhere. I would always just try to go places to just meet new people. Because when I first moved here, I probably knew like two people. And now I know hundreds. Maybe thousands. Maybe thousands, yeah. I know a lot of people out here for sure. I know. I go anywhere, I see a face that I know. Really? Yeah, it's dope.
1: In Hollywood. West Hollywood. Anywhere. Calabasas. You ever, you ever go out to the west side? Santa Monica, Venice.
2: Yeah. Yeah, all the time. For your
1: editing, for, for your shoots, coloring, yeah,
2: for the coloring, or we'll have a location out there, or even just for the, like the beach or something.
1: What is uh, what's like COVID protocol like on your sets right now? Like, do you have to abide by stuff? Are people checking?
2: No, I mean there was like a like probably like six months ago. It was like crazy. Like we'd go on sets and like, I don't know. I I was never crazy about it. The labels were were always like crazy about it because like it's a liability on their behalf, but i didn't give a shit bro i'm vaccinated some of my crew is that va- most of them are vaccinated some aren't if you're sick just don't show up if you're sick don't show up i mean one time someone on my i'm not gonna talk about that Shit happens
1: <laughs> we had a dude when we shot our film this is like pete COVID. called me up and he was like yo like i had a point of contact and this is back when everyone was freaking out about it mm-hmm. and i was like well I'm probably not going to tell anyone about this. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's kind of just, yeah, I mean, I've been through that. I just hated when, like, we'd be on a set and someone would be there, like, sharing, like, a se- second half. And they're coming over, like, freaking out at my crew for not wearing masks. And we're, like, smoking on set. <laughs> Passing like, blunts around. Literally. Like, and they're like, yo, it's COVID. Like, what the fuck? We're like, yo, shut up. This isn't your set. Like, we're having fun over here making a movie. You're over there sad because you're shooting whatever. You don't want to be here. We're having fun. Like oh, what were they so shooting? Probably like some narrative, sad shit <laughs> that they didn't want to shoot. Narrative, we're man. all over here having fun. Filming a music video. High vibes, high energy. That's how it is.
1: You blaze before every set?
2: Um depends. Like if we're working with kids, I definitely won't smoke just because like I don't want to smell or like do that. But like if I'm working with Wiz Khalifa, Obviously. Of course I'm going to smoke. Like, what else, what else would I do? Like, come on. So, yeah. It varies.
0: Yeah.
1: Have you ever done psychedelics?
2: Definitely, yeah. I was going to bring that up when you are talking about the ego thing. Tell me. Because I feel like psychedelics definitely, if you take a lot of them, can just ego death you, you know? Just rip that ego straight out of your body. Did that happen to you? Somewhat, yeah. I feel like it did. I mean, I feel like when I... I haven't taken psychedelics in a while, but when I did they were definite it was definitely at a time where i think i needed it the most and now i feel like it's helped me a lot opens that third eye
1: what does that mean you needed it the most
2: i think i was just unsure of who i was and how things were going um and you know when i when i did it it was just eye opening it kind of like pinpoint all the insecurities that i had about myself and just kind of realized like yo life Let's just live life to the fullest. And just be happy. Nothing else really matters.
1: Did it erase your edge at all? Like, did it, did it change your drive?
2: No, I think if anything, it motivated me to do more and not worry about the things that I was worried about at the time and just do do it. Just be happy.
1: What specific insecurities did it highlight for you?
2: Shit. I'm not sure. I think at the time I was just not super confident you know, worried if this was going to work or if I was going to have to figure out something else to do. Um, Shit, I don't know, a bunch of stuff.
1: I'd say like 94% of people who talk about mushrooms, is it mushrooms that you did? Yeah. Have a positive experience.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've had a negative experience too. Like I was throwing up, chipping balls, but always a good thing came out of it.
1: Were you throwing up or dry heaving?
2: I was throwing up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that time I was throwing up bad.
1: <laughs> so this was like the, the the negative time was after you had a positive experience. Yeah. So you went back for seconds and it was Back bad.
2: for seconds it was bad.
1: Have you done it back a for third. thirds? No. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> not. Probably will when I'm super at a like a super high point in my life. It's a
1: What do you think triggered the negative trip?
2: This is a lot of people. I did it with like six boys at the crib. Um, I think it it hit me super hard, and then I started throwing up. And then my, um, my girl was sober, so she just took me on a drive around LA. That was better. I get a call from the boys at the house. Tilly threw up. A bunch of people threw up. It was just like probably a bad batch. Yeah, this is a bad bad idea. I don't know what we were thinking that night. I would love to see Tilly on troops. <laughs> he was fucking cross-eyed, looking <laughs> crazy. I was, We were all faded, but
1: now. Like, so you reflect on that first experience with shrooms, like it was like kind of a a turning
2: point. Low key. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just that changed you.
2: Yeah. Like even just having conversations with our friends, you know, talking about like people that are, you know, elite humans in a sense, like Drake or like Cole Bennett or like just people that are like winning 110% at what they're doing. And realizing that, like, it's achievable if you just put your mind to it. And, like, when you're on shrooms, that, like, really connects. And you start to realize, like, the small steps that you can do to, like, get yourself in that position. Like, I remember I was coming down from shrooms just watching interviews of, like, super successful people. And just, like, studying how they did it in their own way and then trying to apply it to, like, the way that I could do it.
1: As someone who's an obsessive, though, didn't it scare you to not have control of your brain for a little bit?
2: Yeah, I mean, I haven't done it since. (laughs) It's definitely, definitely like, over... Like, you've never done shrooms at all?
1: But I have a similar brain like you, like...
2: Yeah, I mean, dude, if you do shrooms, you got to take a lot. Just to, like... Because there's, like, a tipping point where you just, like, kind of lose yourself, and you got to get to that point where you lose yourself, and then it's just... It's a lot. Like, it's overwhelming to just even talk about, like...
0: How long Seriously. did it last?
2: Probably eight hours.
0: Wow. Luke, have you done it? Yeah. I don't think, only once. I don't think I got to the tipping point, dude. I think that was my problem. It wasn't was a of, great experience for you. Yeah, but it was more like, I didn't, I don't think I went all the way and lost myself. I kind of stopped short, right? Yes. It just felt kind of weird, but. Kind of like an edible high almost. Yeah, exactly. I didn't go all the way, dude. Yeah. I, I've thought about it, but I'm with you, Connor, bro. It's hard to imagine just giving yourself over to something. 100% that's scary
2: it's fucking insane especially when you go down bad thoughts yeah like just like anything bad thinking can just take you down a
0: horrible like death or just anything that's like negative can just like <laughs> right and I have those man I'm trying to hide from those things not me literally again. literally. but
2: also on the other side if you have positive thoughts or like you're doing things where you're trying to learn it's like 10 times the speed of a normal thought jake
1: up until about 30 seconds ago you're making an incredible pitch for mushrooms you totally just sucked me
2: out of the game with that one man the, i mean i had to give you the warning what's a fact
1: i so that's why i don't smoke either because i just like can't comprehend losing control in my brain but it seems like you have a good hold on that
2: yeah i'm the opposite i feel like if i don't smoke i'll be anxious like i didn't smoke today you don't seem very anxious i'm now. not anxious now but like You know, there's times where, like, I'll just feel anxious and then smoking will just kind of take the edge off. It's almost like how someone would feel if they drank a beer. I'm the opposite. If I drink, like, a few beers, sometimes I get anxious. Or, like, if I drink caffeine, I'll get so anxious. I don't know why.
1: What does it do for your drive, the weed?
2: Makes me more creative and I think more driven.
1: More productive. More productive, yeah. Really? Definitely. Most people would say it's an inverse effect.
2: Oh yeah, I think they 95%. That's why when I explain to people that I smoke, or I, I smoke a good amount, everyone just looks at it negatively. That's just how the condensate, like, tation out side of life, people just think it's negative. When it can be a positive. Health-wise, it's probably negative. Inhaling anything isn't good for you, but... I
1: inhaled a lot of paint fumes growing up.
2: <laughs> That's what I'm saying, people. <laughs> My liver is probably great right now because I don't really drink. Yeah. But my lungs.
1: Has it been easy for you to stiff arm it out here in L.A.? Weed? No, but just partying.
2: Partying? Yeah. It has been. I just feel like, I mean, I'll go to parties and there's not one familiar face that I see. And I'm just kind of like, all right, what are any of these people doing right now? They're just getting drunk, probably just trying to forget about things that are going bad in their life so they come here and try to make it positive which I respect like I get it but... listen
1: you're throwing parties so don't be putting down people that are... I'm
2: throwing parties but if you look around that party most of the people we know like you are doing know, stuff yeah they're music producers or artists or directors or creatives like you that are just in the space
1: except I actually have to bring this up there was one dude at one of the sh- parties I went to okay. who was upstairs uh-huh. on the roof near that step and repeat banner yep and he must have been the oldest guy there i know what you're talking about i think he grabbed me by my shirt like this and he was like your soul my soul are connecting tonight one vessel and i was like yo don't touch me bro
2: (laughs) you know what i'm talking about i know that is i don't want to say his name because i don't i honestly don't know him i've only met him that one night (laughs) but he showed up he showed up to the front i was like all right we definitely don't know this guy and then he goes yeah, uh, I know Jared McKenna. I'm like, all right, that's my brother. <laughs> Most people probably don't know my brother that well here, so I'm like, yeah, I guess you're on, good. Come, come on in, in. Come on in. He no, kept going we're... around
1: people it was one vessel, one vessel. And I was like, yo, LA is crazy. This is like as soon as I got out here.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I've I only met that dude that night, but
1: he's probably sleeping in your garage right now. Man. No, <laughs> he hasn't no, left.
0: No. If you're still thinking about him, I think your souls did connect. We're probably connected if you speak, <laughs> brethren. Do
1: <laughs> um, you want to talk about some of the stuff you got coming up? Anything sure. you want to promo? or?
2: Yeah, we got a video with uh, Lil Skies and uh, Bankroll Hayden coming out. Should be out like in the next week or two. It's pretty dope. I shot it all on an A7S 3 Just me. No crew. No nothing.
1: Low light sniper.
2: No lighting. No nothing. Just me and a camera. It was a good switch up. We shot a lot in Texas. Um, and then we shot some more here in Malibu. I got a video coming up with uh, Charlie on a Friday. He's a new upcoming artist. Just signed to Island Records. I'm excited about him. He could be a you know future superstar. Someone like Post Malone.
1: What about you though? What are you looking forward to, man?
2: I mean, I'm looking forward to those two. I'm, I'm really looking forward to our podcast. You know, I want to do more of this where I talk to artists, people like you, just any creative in LA. Because I got a crazy network too the, of people that I feel like a lot of other people would want to hear from um i can see that being
1: a, a cool package too. like after you direct and shoot a video just have the artist on i'm sure that's mm, your idea
2: yeah i mean we have a concept where we're getting like a rv gut the whole rv and make it like a crazy room with like couches tvs ps4s blunts alcohol everything wrap the whole van shooter co the van's on every set nice and then in between scenes we hop on like this and just chop it up
1: Yo, are you gonna do a live show soon
2: Live show is in, like... Like a
1: concert, like a Shooter co concert. Yeah,
2: yeah that's the goal. want to sh- throw, like, a showcase with, like, some independent artists. We want to do some with, you know, mainstream artists. We want to give people experiences. Because, like, I think we could bring a lot to it. Like, just documenting the experience and then, like, the stage design. We could do, like, crazy set design for the stages and really, like, build out, like, cool performances. Have you heard of an artist named Jaleel? Jaleel, yeah. <laughs> he killed it. <laughs> julio yeah of course i have bro. i would love to I pay attention video with him. for like any artist you name i probably know them. like i'm a psycho when it comes to music because i just love people that are coming up julio called me like six months ago talking about doing a video i said i was down but i haven't heard back from him. i've texted him a few times haven't heard back but he's dope
1: i would love for you to do that <laughs> i
2: love julio bro his videos are borderline like basic too like i feel like me and him could create like some crazy shit.
1: it's that real raw energy that real raw energy <laughs> that Bethleh- <laughs> just a super jack black dude and he has the highest voice of all time and he's just like, like he's real just positive so force. much
2: energy and honestly his stage presence is better than anyone i've seen have you like, been to a show i've just seen videos yeah he just did the roxy which is what we're, we're trying to book that soon and he went crazy bro did he crazy he did Rolling Loud. Like He's, he's from Rhode he's, Island. He's from Rhode Island? Yeah. Have you got in touch with him or no? I haven't. You should hit him up. Get
1: him on this. This is what we should do. You should shoot the video. I'll come to set. And then we can the do the post-interview in the Shooter coat HQ. That would be crazy. That would be crazy.
2: Jaleel. We're yeah. coming for you. Jaleel, yeah.
1: <laughs> Armand, are you familiar? Yeah. You know Jaleel, right?
2: When I feel like rolling up. Dude, oh you got gosh. a good voice, Jake. Bro. When's your music
1: coming <laughs> out, bro? Soon.
2: Good, once bro. once we grow the Shooter Co. channel to 10 million subscribers, I will come out as an artist. Mask on. No one will know it's me. What's Until, your artist name? I don't know yet. But it's going to be epic. Young Sniper? Young Sniper. Lil Snipe. Snipington. <laughs> Snipington. <laughs> Directed by Jake the Shooter.
1: All right. On that note since you're a good singer what's your favorite disney song of all time three two one go from a movie
2: disney song uh fuck, i don't know come on bro i don't know disney song
1: that's how what well and this We'll patch this what's up. the look what's, what's, what's yours i can show you the world that's the that softest shit you said all day bro <laughs> armand you got one uh
0: favorite disney
1: song yeah from a disney movie
0: uh, a whole new world Aladdin?
1: Damn Armand, you got a sensitive side to you, huh, man? <laughs> You've had some time to think.
2: What's the uh, What's the Frozen soundtrack? I'll be I can honest. see clearly now. The rain is gone.
1: That is not Frozen. That's not Frozen.
2: That's a real song. That's, That's like, a real song. That sounds from like 1966. Yeah, bro. Honestly, I don't know shit about Disney soundtracks. To be honest, bro. I'm we're not. NMD I'm NMD. getting in the I'm car. Just... I'm bumping yeet, bro. <laughs> Speaking, that new Minion song is crazy.
1: See, I, that's the age gap. I liked the yeet, but kids your age love that dude. They do. I actually met his partner in crime, like two days ago. Who? September's rich. September's rich. The kid had great energy. Great energy. Nice kid. Guy's a legend. I saw him perform. He's he, lit. He said he, he said he, got in a car accident. His car flipped six times. And then he walked out of it with no injury.
2: Probably, probably had a lean cup in his hand. He probably didn't <laughs> spill any of it. Blunt in the other. Literally. Dude's that, living.
1: He said that his car was mangled. He walked out no problem. And he was smiling at me. I said, I was like, bro, this is something you should be proud of. <laughs> like, like That's near weird? death.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, all right, man. Well, hey, thank you for doing this.
2: Thank you for having me on, bro. Appreciate it. had a good it.
1: time. Sorry about the car debacle.
2: No, nah, no worries. That was a fun time. You
1: stiff-armed like a champ. I appreciate that. You got it. This is how we start and end the show. Okay, so I'm going to say it once to you, Jake. I'm not going to say it again. Listen close. You have to say, hi, your name, and this is my golden hour. Directly after, no break. Hi, your name, and that was my golden hour.
2: Hi, my name is Jake the Shooter, and this is my golden hour. You ready for the second one? Should I act like it would spend like two hours later.
1: Yeah, here I'm just gonna flex again. Tell me when.
2: Hello, guys. This is Jake the Shooter, and that was my golden hour.
1: <coughs> Khalil, yeah. Well executed, <laughs> brethren. Thank you, man. Appreciate Thank you,
2: it.
0: Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait. Was that not it? Hey, enter. Just if you, you had to enter.